SCU podcast. My name is Karen, and I co-host with Callie, and we are going to talk about all things law and order, and fiction writing, and whatever else happens in our lives. So we're so excited that you guys are joining us. So we're going to introduce ourselves in our show, and then we'll talk more about this week's episode um, and some other things, and a little bit on writing this week, and whatever else happens. So we'll just see. So we're so glad you're here, and so I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Karen, and I am uh, I am pursuing ordained ministry, and I have a passion for writing and creating, and I love to just do something cool. Well, like I love, but I have a very bad thing about being inconsistent about making things. So I was like, we're gonna make something. I'm gonna do it with somebody to hold me accountable, so we can have fun and do this together. Because <laughs> I literally have the shortest thing ever. What else can I say about myself? I'm really into like adventures and friendships and like finding I like fixate on things so like law and order has been my thing for like three years now and I'm love creating and fiction is something I've really enjoyed and it's made me enjoy, have a cool community and then I've met Callie who's like my best friend now so Aww. I'm gonna like, yes we're both saying we're best friends all the time oh uh, so I know I know so I'm gonna you introduce yourself and then we'll talk more about what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so I'm Callie. I am a teacher, and I also work at a restaurant. I um, love Disney, musical theater, SVU. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me mostly rambling about Wicked or SVU uh, or Roll. Depends on the day. Uh, it's every day, you know. I, my faith is very important to me, um, as is my family, and I've only been writing for, I don't know, still maybe about a year or so, but it's become very important to me, and it's how I met Karen and a bunch of other amazing people, so, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, so we've been friends like a year, and you're like, you've been friends a year, that's crazy. I couldn't believe it, it's just like it just happened. You think we were talking about Barson or something like that. I think that's actually where I thought it was that we rambled and that's part of like well we also started the podcast, we can talk about that. But how we get to the uh, writing part of when we talk about we're co authors, we literally are we write together like every single day for probably an unhealthy amount of hours. But it's what we do together. Um the next thing on our little list is oh, how I don't remember exactly when I started watching on order. Remember well, I would go to my grandma's house on Sundays, and she didn't have, like, it was, like, one of the chances she had was USA, so you could watch Long Island on Sunday, so that's what we did. Uh, yeah. I don't really remember that. Yeah. Then, like, my mom and I, like, wanted to watch them in order, so we did for a long time, and then we, then, like, I wasn't, like, talking to people about it, I was just kind of doing it, and then about a year ago, I think I got a long order. Mom, I started watching episodes. Well, maybe it was more than that. But like, started watching episodes live and then talking about stuff. And then I think, ooh, I was watching this season by myself. I think, and then that's when I really got attached to Barson. And then I really like had a very sad meltdown when we watched the Forbidden episode. When I watched the Forbidden episode, which we don't say the title of Forbidden episode, if you don't know that. Uh, don't make yourself sad. And talk about it. But uh. Yeah, so Barson has kind of become our thing, and we talk about it all the time. So, yeah. do you remember 
what really got you into SU? I was watching TV with my dad and he had the show on and it happened to be a marathon. So after one episode, I was like, this is pretty cool. And then another one came on and another and I was hooked. Yeah, it's really so you do get hooked on. Like, you can't actually stop. I feel like when I get I get in the field, now just, like, I'm, like on my phone, I've written a note list of, like, Barton episodes. And I just go down this list, and I get in the field hole, and then never climb out again. So, that's what happens. So, you know, we became friends over this, so we just ramble and talk about stuff a lot. And that's kind of what we do. They get text messages via in our, like, talking writing sticks and, like, our little like side notes to each other when we write. Uh, that's what we do. So, if we don't have anything else, I think we're ready to talk about this week's episode of SVU, which is season 23, episode 17, which is Once Upon a Time in Elbara. I can't roll on. This jacket, I was like, oh crap. This is going to be bad. And then the girl burned to death. Like, yeah, like yeah, I was like, I always text my mom during the show. Well, I think you during the show, because I think my mom, she could, well, stuff we're not here. She's like, this, oh, something happened already? And I was like, yep. Already. One minute into the episode. Yeah, one minute into the episode, the, gear, the three girls are screaming. It's like, they're, then they're, it's like, they won't ever try anything again, because if they do, that happens. So, yeah, that's real bad. All right, okay, so that happens. Then they transition to, I think, the Ooh. precinct? Yeah, precinct. Yeah. And Finn is asking about, talking to Liv about Rollins. And we find out they're all in Orlando. Yeah, we hope they went to Disney, just saying, but like. We are, I, I mean, we I know, like, but they better tell us next episode. What, like, what are y'all up to now? I, I want to know and find out. But, I feel uh, like the majority of fandom automatically assumed they're Disney. Yeah, everyone assumed that. Remember when they did their Felicity in Orlando 6? It's already out there. And yeah, there's a, there's a few ready. already out. There's, there's a few already out there. Um, oh, I think boy. the the way that Liv said it was very specific because she said they didn't, they shouldn't say they went to Orlando. She said Carisi took them to Orlando, yeah. which yeah. basically has us all planned. He did. He took, I believe he's very much a planner also. He had all the things planned. He was Definitely. So I think he's very, like, meticulous, but it's like a, like a um, yeah. I don't know, yeah. his, his planning is, like, all to, like, benefit other people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can't wait. Maybe, hopefully they talk about it when I come back because I'm just going to make vacation this year. Something, like... Yeah, even if it's a little how's your vacation? Oh, it was really nice. The girls and I and Sonny had a nice time. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll be fine. What's that? Um, okay, so after they, uh, what was, what did they say? The things you do for love or something? Like, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, the things you do for love. And then, you know, of course, Finn, for some reason, brings up Stabler, and it's like, okay, why? You, we're not talking about that right now. No, we're not. 
my my mood doesn't my talk about the fact that we are not about that for real we clown about it all the time but uh no sorry guys if you're interested in that (laughs) we'll talk about that later when we talk about fanfic writing on this episode i will say we will be civil yeah if you're civil with us yeah because it's also a way people can submit like voice recordings and questions they have so we may have a we answer questions episode who knows oh that'd be great okay so after finn and liv talk velasco is like comes in and like they pull up like a he's facetiming with his priest and they're talking about how three girls from his village had gone missing Mm -hmm. and they're now being trafficked so of course they do everything they can to get it to go find him but Velasco decides to, you know, go off on his own. Like an idiot, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> his heart like his heart is in the right place. Yeah, it just it, sometimes but it then, does it. Sometimes it does it. Yeah, like Liv's like, no, you can't go do this and he's like, Nah, I gotta go find him. Heart yeah. is in the right place, but not a great idea. So then we meet Rosani who we don't know she's a cop at first because she's walking working the streets and Joe's talking to her and they I don't know he's like at least he says like he's specific he's like I just want to talk and she's like okay mm-hmm. and then you know her captain shows up and he's like it's like surprise I'm a cop his uh captain arrests him He's like, you better call your captain. And then Finn is like, Finn seemed very upset that, like, you know. Because apparently it's Velasco, very late. They were sleeping, apparently. Yeah, Finn was not happy Velasco got them up in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, it's uh, I was going definitely all about going to be a shipper. I was, I was all about this. I was really about to be. Rosani shipper so bad. So it would have been so cute. It would have. I was ready. I was like, listen, listen, guys. I, 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 I like it. It was cute. But then she died. You know, she got merch. I really put that then, in our little podcast note. We love Rosani in parentheses because I have to write notes of everything about her. So that was real Oh, uh, I, I feel like, like we just formed ships now. It's fine. We did. And probably the only people out here thinking this. Unless somebody with it looks like listeners out there also agreed with this, you probably could let us know if you want. But we were I was all about this when I was watching the episode. And then, you know, they're doing some more investigating and she gets hit with a car. Yep. I will say there were the the promo when they were like said somebody gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. My I very much thought it was going to be Rollins and it was everyone thought it was gonna be Rollins getting hit by a car. Nobody thought it was gonna be her. Still though, Mariska Mariska's scream like that, oh God, it hurts. Yeah. Intense. Like that whole episode was intense, but like I enjoyed that one. Oh we're not done talking not done talking about it. It was the only thing I enjoyed it yet. Uh well later later. Um the plot they do the more reason. investigating. The, the girl comes in and is like, plot twist. 
So Rosani's captain turns out to be uh not dirty is like not enough to describe this man. Uh dirty cop beyond measure because he is one of the people who has been forcing these four young girls to have sex with him. I think the way he got caught too is kind of funny because he's just like he may call that phone number and then he's right there. So he's like, oh. I'm again. He just wanted to play it off like he totally wasn't him. Hello. Okay, I'm back. Okay, as I was saying, I really like the way they decided to catch the cop because they're like, oh, we got a list of phone numbers from all the people that the clients these girls have. And he's literally not thinking anything of it. And then his phone rings. And um, Finn and uh, Velasco and Olivia are just staring at him like, are you gonna get that? Exactly. And then you know, a few more uh, Olivia badass moments because she literally turns the phone and is like, "Yeah, we know we're calling you. Get your butt in the interrogation room." Mm-hmm. Um. Then they go to the interrogation, and the cop is literally like, "You should give me some damn respect to Olivia." It's like, excuse me, she was not she having that. In the slightest, uh, I don't have the direct quote at the moment, I'm, but there was one that was so good. She was just, it was so good. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, I thought it was good when she's talking to the lawyer and she's like, please tell me you're not giving this man a deal. And I mean, I get they had to find the girls, but like, don't let this man get off scot-free. Don't. Exactly. Whoever's, I forgot the lawyer's name they had for the prosecutor's name, but then he kind of was just, oh, no, I forgot. It slipped my mind immediately. But, uh, oh, he was just, they were like, you cannot let him get away with it. He was like, mm. like it, was, me? it made me wonder what Carisi would have done. Exactly. I was like, what would Carisi do? What would Carisi do? He probably, I feel like half of them would be like, no, I'm not letting this man get a deal. But the other half would be like, no, we need to go find these girls. So he'd be torn about it. Unlike this guy who's like, no, we need to go find these girls. Uh, so then they have Joe go get, go with him to go pick up the girls. And I'll admit it was like strange seeing him like, he'd like grab the girl's face because he had to like play like he was, I don't know, a buyer or something. But, and I texted you like at the beginning of the episode when we found out like this is probably going to be a Velasco episode. I was like, I want to send Barbara undercover for this. You haven't done it yet, but we're going to write this eventually. But our backlog of ideas is so old. Long. Yeah, we have way too many. Like, oh, come on. Like, that, that scene where, like, they're outside of the hotel and he's talking to the girl, I was like, why? Why am I picturing Rolo doing this? Why? I mean, okay, anyway. anything he says. But anyway, we got off track. That's something we do all the time. 
or everything we do get completely off track. But this is kind of the part of the podcast, point of our podcast yeah. here to be like, let's talk about anything we want. Yep. Okay. So Velasco, like, no, they got like fifty bucks. He's like, no, forty bucks. They make the deal. They get all the girls in the van. Of course, the guy is like, no, we're not taking the deal. Pulls out his gun. And the squad springs into action and they save the girls. And I was that the end of the episode? How did the episode end? I think they just like arrest them and then that's kind of the end. I don't think there's anything spectacular about it. Okay, I will say this. Uh, I wasn't like the biggest fan of Velasco, but this episode showed how much he actually does care and does understand what SCU is about, which is what which I was kind of worried about when he first joined because I didn't think he was going to get it all, but but he, yeah, rough around the edges, but like a big heart. He very much cared for these girls and wanting to find these girls. And I think he's fitting in. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It was a, I liked this episode. I mean, a lot, I liked a lot of the episodes this season, yeah. actually. A lot but of I think this one was really so good. good. Yeah, but like, yeah, this one was really well done. Of course, we haven't reviewed any. I mean, like, we talked with Heather about them, but, you know, we haven't, like, talked about them via podcast. I would and give I, it four stars out of five. Yeah, I would do. Definitely. I really enjoyed this one. Okay, I know um, we, like, skimmed skimmed over some of it, but seriously, go watch it. It was did. so good. We're just the whole episode, guys. Listeners, go actually watch the episode. We have fun with this. Okay, yeah. do we want to move on to organized crime? We do. We have, we're only like five minutes into this segment, so the whole thing is like 20 minutes currently, so we have time. Perfect. Okay. Uh, we have a little well, bit of, oh, we guess we can talk about the fact that like, uh, we sometimes like organized crime. We're the two people that bear, bear through it for the rest of our friends who will not watch. So, we watch for. We watch for Jet and Ayana, and that's we do. basically it. This is a podcast where we will yeah. just talk about Ansley and Danielle, like, aimlessly, and you won't get us to shut up about it, so. Nope, you really won't. We're talking <laughs> all the time. Don't get me wrong. We think Chris is a great actor. I mean, he wouldn't be on the shows if he wasn't. But we're not the biggest fans of his character at the moment, mm-hmm. but we're going to put put the actor aside. Yes, definitely. Personally. Because yeah. he is not his character, but he always, I think he always does pretty awesome every week. Uh, definitely, definitely. I agree. So. Okay. So, I think you write down the episode with title because I said possibly. So I have no idea what the episode was titled. Do you remember what the episode was titled? Let me look. Uh, well, I'm looking for the episode title. I could say that like it started at them in like the uh, Ayana's office or something. I think. Yeah, it went. Uh huh. And they got a new lawyer or 
Yeah, never had one. So the, the whole show has been on for two and a half, uh, season and a, like three quarters, and there's never been a lawyer in the show. And, and that is well, they had they literally had Carusi on an episode for like five yeah, minutes. And... He did. He didn't even do it. He was no. Wait, this two I times was... actually. He was on a few times. One time in the first season, I think. I think. Yeah. One time in the second season. I will never get over Not the fact that that Peter in the interview was like, I don't know why Carisi is there. Like, if the actor doesn't know why his character is there, his character probably shouldn't be there. And it really It's very... I, I think in that second time in that episode this season, it kind of provides this weird space for people... Well, I think it really provides that space for people who are really close to Liv to call out that oh yeah, it's not the best toxic friend of her. Okay, I'm gonna have to delay it out okay. But, okay, anyway, uh, we'll rank on that later. Okay, but, so the episode title is Can't Knock the Hustle. Okay, that's Okay, right. so yeah, they were talking about their new uh, DA, and he was basically like, if we ever go to trial, or think, I don't know, this, yeah. or like Wheatley again, I can't remember which thing it was. He just said, if you go to trial, ever. ever. Anyway, ever, he didn't want to put Ellie on the stand. And, uh, honestly, the man is smart. Mm-hmm. Because the last time he was on trial, he was oh. in trial, he got held in contempt. Sure did. So, I don't know, I wouldn't put my case, I wouldn't, even if you got, like, other amazing witnesses, I feel like one Elliot Stapler blow-up would, like, put the rest of the case in perspective, and it would probably mess up the verdict that you want. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened, kind of. Sort just of. saying. Just saying, wink, wink, wink. I mean, you can't see it, that's why I said that out loud. Like, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, and then Ayana was basically, I don't, I don't think, from the looks of it, Ayana doesn't really like this guy, for whatever reason. No, she's just really like, bye, close the door, gone. And then we transitioned to, uh, like, I don't know, a weird, I don't even know. Anyway where it was, but then Jet rides in her motorcycle, because, yes, she has a motorcycle. And she, like, is meeting up with Elliot, because technically they're not supposed to be talking, because he's still undercover. Mm-hmm. And she's going on about all these... She's she's just smart in general, because she's got knowledge about, like, a variety of topics. She's going on about all this stuff she got from her motorcycle. And I'm literally sitting there like, I need I to know what your I I need to know what your IQ is. Please. I this. I, okay, I honestly blanked out at that scene. I'm pretty sure, so I do not oh. remember it. Oh, I, I will tell you. Really I will tell you then. I gotta watch it again eventually. So maybe later at some point. But I do remember she has the really her motorcycle was like good for the environment too. Like. Oh, okay. Even better. Go. Yeah, go. Go. Say, go like that. Okay, and then she sees, like, Elliot staring at her, and all the, the next line was funny. She was like, uh-oh, you got your something's wrong face on. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. And they meant she start, he's, Elliot starts talking about his dad, and she needs, he needs Jet to look into a cold case about his dad. And she's like, hmm, cold case and family connections. I'll do it. And then they're walking away, and then she turns around and she's like, 
we should go for a ride sometime. And I was like, first thought was, if you try to get Elliot Cable on a motorcycle, he will probably die, but, you know. <laughs> it would be pretty funny to see him her try to get him on a motorcycle. And Elliot was like, uh, yeah, it's on my bucket list. Jet was like, you said you owe me. So basically, she wants him to do this for her own amusement. Yeah, it would be really funny, though. That's how I'm seeing it. And it was hilarious. It would be hilarious. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I think there's that. Then I think we go to Denise and Iana uh, talking to uh, Noah's brother, the priest. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. talking about Jack baptism. Like, yeah. so damn cute. It was. Uh, we were, like, getting all, uh, like, we said, like, we, my favorite emoji is the, the, the smile, kind of smile with the, with the tears. I use that one all the time. So that Me is too. Yes, I yes. I don't know. It was just such a sweet family scene, and they were both so happy about it. And they didn't know, like, that you know Nova or Carmen, that's her undercover name, was gonna be brought up. Then she did. Then Yana's like, oh, and Denise is like, this is gonna be perfect. And then, you know, they get everything set up. And then they go in the hallway and start talking about how Denise get, has a new job. She's going back to work and is going to be, she's a public defender, which we did not know before. Mm -hmm. And she's going back to work, but she's going to work with Congressman Kilbride, which freaks Ayana out because Ayana knows that he's crooked, but Denise does not know. And I'm honestly surprised she hasn't told her wife yet. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand why, because Kilbra is working with some pretty dangerous people. Yeah, and he's dangerous himself, like. Oh, yeah, definitely. He is not playing games. He will take down anyone in his path, and it will be true. So. Anyway, they have a conversation about, like, uh, apparently, uh, Jack calls him, is like, Jack is, one of them is mommy, one of them is mama. That was cute. Anyway, the plot point <laughs> is that Denise was noticing that Ayana wasn't happy for her, for her job. And I know Danielle, like, tweeted something out, was like, it's not that she's not happy for her wife, it's that she's worried because, you know, Kilbride's dangerous. She doesn't want her wife getting into danger. Which is, you know, super sweet, because I can see how much she cares about her, even if Denise can't see it. She wants to be happy for her, but stuff is happening. Yeah, like, that job is dangerous. Congressman Kilbride uh, is not. Uh, do you want to say anything about Belloc? Because I know you have stuff to say. Probably uh, more than I would be able to speak on, but uh, oh, I oh I got, I remember what I was going to talk about. We we were looking at the article in the Today Show earlier, and um, Danielle's really, really interview. Yeah, the one that the, the Danielle's interview from the Today Show. Um, we were talking about this earlier. How it is really like 
the one thing I really enjoy about their relationship is that the show made it so natural and like yeah, having representation definitely. as a black queer woman myself having that representation I think is really beautiful and it's not like overly done in a way but it's just simple and I really appreciate it shows because it's not overdone and it's done just exactly enough so that like it's not a big deal representation is a big deal and I, but it's not like overly produced because a lot of shows can overproduce it and then it ends up being weird so you can you can tell just how much they love each other and as far as i know at least we know danielle i believe is straight i'm not sure about the actress who plays denise but they play the like a lesbian couple as far as i'm sure they're both lesbians anyway they play the couple with just such dignity and respect from both an acting point of view and just like a, I don't know, a natural point of view. It's something beautiful, honestly. It really, really is. And I enjoy that a lot. And I don't think I have enough to say about that, but I really enjoy that. We can't wait yeah. to see more of them. Like, we get excited when they're on the screen. Like, that is what we're here for. We're here for them and we're here for Jalakai. But we'll talk about yes. Jalakai. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about it soon. It may not be today's episode, uh, but we will. Maybe. We'll come back into that circle. Yeah, Hopefully he will not, he will not hear us. I, I know, Wesson said that there's a scene coming up, and Danielle said there's a scene coming up where she talks about it with Jet, so please, I need it to happen soon. Uh, In the same article, Danielle also said there's two more scenes with her, with Ayana and Denise coming up, so Yay. Okay, uh, back to the episode. Uh, I don't know, there's this guy where they have to take down who has, works with uh, Donnelly and apparently works with Diamond or whatever. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, and they all have to like put a listening device in his car. And Ayana asks Jet, Jet, could you put a listening device in his car? And she's like, uh, in 60 seconds? No pressure. And we get, like, the teeniest little jet smile. And I honestly, I, like, watched the scene five times until I could get a picture of it because I wanted to. <laughs> anyway, I also think it has shows uh, the relationship that's grown between Ayana and Jet. Jet has an, I, enough, Ayana has enough respect in Jet. Jet has enough of Ayana's respect that Jet can be, like, sarcastic with her, but also that Ayana trusts her to do a job like that. Yeah, definitely. I love that, like, that, the dynamic they have. Like, you were saying, like, they, how much they, like, trust each other to do yes. the job. Uh, overall, love Jet in general, but... Yeah, I'll talk about her all day. Uh... Okay, and then they go, she has to plant the listening device, and they got scary, because, like, Ayana was like, get, get out of the car. And Elliot's literally going on about damn espresso. <laughs> I didn't say this to you, but I was like, that cup is so small. That cup is small. His hands, his hands are huge. His hands are huge, the cup is small. It was so funny to me. I was just like, and, and 
And yeah, and, and Yana's like, get Jet, get out of there. And Jet's literally like tying the thing as uh, fast as she can. She did it. We knew she could do it, but it got scary for a moment. Because honestly, I didn't see her get out of the car, and I saw yeah, the no guys get in the like, car. Immediately in the van, we're like, huh? I thought she was, they were literally going to cut to her being in the back of the van, the guy's car. I didn't see that, I, I was like, oh no, and then like, never mind, she's good, we're like, she's great. I mean, she's small enough, she could be able to hide in the back, but I'm glad she got out in <laughs> time. Um, okay, they have that thing, they get the guy, Donnelly decides to shoot him. Because you know the guy's freaking out. Yep. Because that's what he is. That's what he does. Uh, we also got some more backstory on Nova in this episode. It turns out both of her, her dad was a cop, and she's going undercover just like he did. And her brother's really worried about it because that's how her dad got killed. Mm. But Nova's like, no, I have to do this. And she's like, I had to, she had to tell him because throughout the episode, he's like, I'm going to do this project with the web in his life and it's going to be wonderful. And she's like, you can't do it because the money is not coming from a good place. And I I like the character. I think it's amazing. She's really good. I also like that she has uh, Ayana as like a mentor. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think she's more, more so than whatever her, her, her whatever Lieutenant Brewster is to her. I feel like Ayana has filled whatever that Ayana has filled the mentor role for her. Yes, definitely. And it's interesting. You... I don't know. It's interesting to see like how the undercover side of Nova's work is uh, like infiltrating like Denise and Ayana's life because. We got them talking about like Carmen and Ayana knows that one of her cops, Denise, just thinks it's another person. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how everything connects. Okay, I think the only thing that's left in the episode is uh, what everyone thought was going to be bigger, but of it course was. it wasn't. Okay. It was the legit, the last. Five minutes or so, and it made like I think it was like the final commercial break that we served in that scene. Oh, before we before we get to that, there was another scene of like Jet, Ayana, and Stabler, and it honestly got me a little concerned because uh, Stabler turns to Jet and he's like, "Did you find anything about my dad?" And Ayana's like, "What are you talking about?" And Jet has to stand there and be like, uh, yeah. And then she walks away, like, super quickly. And I'm like, dude, why are you asking her this in the front of her sergeant? Like, yeah. don't get her in trouble. I got yeah. very, I I, no, I just yeah. noticed, like, the small little things. And I'm like, That's Jet walked away. Question. Jet walked away very fast. And Yano's just, like, staring at the both of them, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Think anyway. a lot about how other people. He does not really think about how which decisions affect other people, and then it all goes downhill. Rather, it, I think it is not just because I love Jet, but especially PSMe because 
Jet is still a rookie. Mm-hmm. You're asking her to do something that's like, I don't know, not necessarily borderline illegal. Borderline illegal, not part of her job. Did she agree to it? Yes. But mentioning it in front of her sergeant, it's the fact that she could possibly get in trouble, like, I don't know. Not great. She had every right to just walk away, like, very quickly. Okay, we're getting very jumbled here, but uh, back to Craig. Yes, everyone was so excited for Craig. He did not show up until the last, like, five minutes of the episode. It was like when we thought Raul was going to be throughout Oregon yes. Australia. He showed up for that five minutes and we're like, trail. what? <laughs> I was my, my like I was with my family. My mom and my aunt were watching it with me, and I was like, "We're like this episode was a waste of our time." I love how much how many people were watching the Pearls episode. And they're like, "Yeah, the where views is he? are so organized. Where time, is he? Like, the highest views they had in a long time." And then, because and literally, like, Pearls going to go on organized crime. He did. Everyone wanted it. Was it. Five minutes. Uh, I think anyway, it was even five. I think it was like three. It was like the last. Tiny, is a bit like the tiniest, tiny. Bit, and it was like, okay. Oh, right. Anyway, Elliot goes okay. to visit Cragen. He asked him about his dad, uh, and his uh cross thing. I don't remember exactly what it's called. It's, it's like a metal yeah, he got for like police bravery. And according to like stories, he didn't actually get it for police bravery. There was like a, I don't know, his partner shot an unarmed kid. So he shot, his dad shot himself so that his partner wouldn't get in trouble and it would look like he had to, his partner had to shoot the kid because the kid shot Dave's dad. Anyway, because Craig was a cop back then, Elliot asked him, what is it? What's going on? And he's like, think the key thing that stuck out to me was that your dad was a great cop in his day. He would not, meaning probably he would not be today. Because, you know, uh, oh, while we're on the subject of Stabler's dad, we also got a bit more background on how his childhood was and what he did to him and his mom. Like, ouch. Yeah. You can, I mean, we like, we already, I think we knew from like 1.0, but like they made it very clear that. There's like two times I can think of, I think, where he, I think it's the episode where he, where the one of them is the time where he goes see his mom because he's worried about Kathleen because he's bipolar. And then there's another time where he goes to see a therapist and he kind of talks about why he has like such. Like, he has, like, perfection. He really wants to be a perfectionist. And maybe that's not the way I'm looking for. But, like, he really wants to be, like, do his, give, him, give like, 100% everything he does because he doesn't want to be seen as, like, a failure. That's yeah. They made it very clear that his dad physically abused both Elliot and his mom. Which, why would you hurt Bernie and him? Because Bernie's needs to be protected. Anyway, his dad, not a great man. Um, and possibly not a great cop either. But that's up for debate, apparently. Yeah, I guess the cop part, not the man part. Yeah, I guess um, 
at some point. They'll probably talk more about that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, Elliot's still confused about that. Cragen literally talked to him about his dad, not what everybody thought he was going to be on there to talk about. No. And that was kind of funny to me, but kind of not at the same time. I was like, what did you actually expect that? I don't know. Do you really, like... I didn't expect... I thought... Out of all the people who would yell... Who would, like, give Elliot what for for leaving Olivia, I would hope to God it'd be Cragen, because Cragen's the one who had to tell Olivia... He left. Yeah, because I watched coming back. 13 once. Yeah, I watched 13 once yesterday. Because it was on TV yesterday. And I was like, well, he just left. Okay. okay, anyway, those were very scattered reviews from yeah. both episodes. So, did we, well, how do we rate this episode? I mean, I mean is it even fair to break organized coverage? I don't know I can see it. Okay, I got two different ratings for this stuff, though. Okay. For Jet, for Jet and Iana and Denise stuff, five stars. Everything else, three and a half. <laughs> three and a half, exactly. Three and a half. Mm. Sometimes I can like, I can get like, and be like, mm, this actually caught my attention. And sometimes I'm like, mm, this is kind of, this is another really dry episode. I feel with your favorite characters. I need it. I need it to be May 9th now because apparently the crossover. They said Kelly is going to be on organized crime. They yeah. said apparently. Marishka's going to be there too, so it's going to have Kelly, Marishka, Ainsley, and Danielle yeah. all in one episode um, doing badass May 9th. Bad, May yeah. 9th. Anyway, doing badass cop stuff. Like, yeah, okay, okay. yes. So yes. Yes. So, that's both episodes. So, uh, we're on to our next segment, which is, we don't have a title for this segment yet, but it's this week on fan fiction writing. As you guys dun, probably dun. don't, you might, yeah, you might know, you might not. We co-authored together, and we've been doing this. Uh, if you, if you did it, if you, I, I, thanks. So it's, yeah, we will, you wrote, when do, forever it, more. We, we wrote forevermore before the episode came out, but it was like, November. Yeah, we wrote Forevermore before in like the span of 2309. So when the promo first came out, it wasn't even the promo, it was like the pictures. People were like, taking like set pictures, and we were like, because like some like articles were like talking about what possibly could happen, and they were like, if that's likely, we'll try to think about it because in case it all goes, if it goes. Shit, you know, because no one, right? no one right? could believe like that. Like <laughs> we all thought the articles were just like you know, pulling and, our leg. And, yeah, again that clickbait, and then it was true. We're like, oh. And then the promo <laughs> happened, and we're like, okay, frick, this is no, writing it down. Promo had the <laughs> we were, I watched that promo so many times. I literally Anytime it came I, on, it got my undivided attention. I, I didn't. Well, I. Couldn't take it in the first time because I was busy squealing into a pillow yeah. for yeah. like what were we doing? I think five minutes. Oh, I remember. I was sitting on my bed in my college dorm room, <laughs> and I was—I don't know what I was doing. And then like I forgot, like I said, like usually like, there's a couple like ads then the trailer, then it comes on, and then I just stopped. And it was like what? It next? Well, it wasn't quite next. It was a gap. I think it was some time in between. There, there was like a month weeks. or so. 
because was, yeah, we spent a long time before December ninth. This was like November, like the first of November, and then like yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And we were like, oh my god, you were real shook that day. And then everybody was like, rolls back, rolls back, rolls back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and no, we had like the scene. Yeah, because particularly it's the scene when when Raphael and Liv are hugging. And then they cut that scene from the episode. Why? 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 They did. I think someone asked Warren what happened to that scene. He was like, "You see, just some. A lot of times, a lot of scenes are." I think like a bunch of us literally. Like, asked you know the initial conversation. Yeah, because it like in the episode, it literally just goes straight to the precinct, and they're like, "Do you know the guy who's defending Wheatley?" And they're like, yeah. In the promo, it's like it shows Raphael like telling her, uh, "I'm considering defending Richard Wheatley. You should know this, cause yeah, you should know yeah. this." Yeah, and I think about like that change in dynamic because those those like point out two different, very different things about like how they lead into it. Because if you you could the first thing on the chase is considering. So I think. He really wanted, he told Liv beforehand, you know, also he talks about a, a car accident too, I think. I think he, she said he tried to kill me. I'm pretty sure, but it's not pretty yeah. that once again. But I think it would have, it almost, if they had kept that the way it was, it would have made the whole thing way more dramatic than it was. But, which I would, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I was in the feels the whole, the, my feels, like the whole episode. Oh yeah, yeah I literally like, didn't my, breathe for about an hour. Yeah, but the way it was also kind of just throws like he got you know, like he like just tells her like I am defending Richard Lee and he's, he's like I should I had this written down so many places because we like used it when we wrote <laughs> we used it so many times. Uh, I have to I have to I have to be sad for a moment because this has been on my timeline all damn day. So apparently, Forlini's is closed. Yes, uh, closed. That's the saddest news that we heard all day. And. Unless they have recorded some, uh, filmed something else. The last time that Barbara and Liv were there together was when Liv said to Raphael that she felt betrayed by him. (laughs) (laughs) They literally, like, their place turned from happiness into sadness in one day, and now they can't, they can't go back there and fix it. I think it was, I think it was Kate put on Twitter is like, yeah, Warren, where, like where yeah. are they gonna meet now? Like, where do please. they go now? No, okay. And I was Tell like, us. please, I never bothered you, Warren, but like, please tell us. Like, if you some kind of way come across our podcast, Warren, like, please tell us. Like, just, just tell us, please. please we just, we just went, we won't bother you for anything else. We actually no, know we, we got we, like, we, did, so we, no, we, we want, we want, we want two, okay, three things, two that are actually reasonable. The hug scene from 2309. Yes. Yes. And where the heck they're going to meet now that Forlini's is closed. Yes. We did have plans to, like, copy, like, our entire, like, the, the truth and us. We're going to send you everything and slide into your door. That's kind of what you We want to. We were. We were dead. You... Events. We'll print off. It's very long. It's like a thousand pages by now. If we put together everything we have up until now, it's probably about a thousand pages. You guys would have a month, like, weeks worth of episodes. You would not have to do anything. Like, you need to throw a case or two Except in there. Except film it. Man. 
Yeah, we will rewrite it in script form and everything. Like, it's very, it's very, well, I guess we need to like talk about that. So, how did we get there? How did we get to writing our, the most, the fic we are most famous for, which is the truth and nothing but the truth? We, 2309, like, yeah, it made really us is. incredibly it was, it was like, sad. So we, yeah, we watched the two episodes and then we like rambled a bit to ourselves, like, okay, do we want to keep writing or not? Like, both of us are big, big Barson fans. We really, really are. So we were like, how? Okay, what do we move on? Yeah, how do we go past it? So a lot of people like, like, took a break and like left the fandom and was like, we got to keep Barson alive. And then we took a little break, season and then we came back. We're like, all right, I think. We have to fix this. I know we will fix it. So we decided to do a fix of basically after the trial. Yeah. So one of our friends, when you married both of our friends, she gave us this idea that like Olivia has this dream of like kind of like it's this like Christmas Carol type thing because you know it was repetition. So it kind of is like we didn't intentionally think of it like that, but I did recently. Like, like it's kind of like a Christmas, a Christmas Carol, but kind of not. Yeah, it is because it's. It is. Christmas past, the first couple Christmas chapters, present, chapter two and Christmas three are this. Yeah, chapter two and three are this. So, yeah. I'm going to spoil the whole thing, but I'm going to read it. We really want to talk more about the process of writing more than, like, uh, what we wrote. Kind of, like, you guys, you can, if you have AR3, check this out. It's the truth and nothing but the truth. It's also going to be linked in, linked in the podcast description on our link tree. So If you haven't read it, you should. go read it. There's, like, come up 25 chapters plus Okay, there's like 25 chapters, and we're still working. We don't finish 25 because, like, that is, oh, we won't tell you what's about because I was like, oops, I almost said it. But uh, anyway, back to how, so with that, she's like, it's like she goes to work on Monday after, like, the trial stuff. And then she's there, like, you live, you need a break because, like, this whole weekend's been stressful. She goes home, blah, blah, blah. She goes to bed, she has this dream. So she has this dream of this Christmas past, and we're like, well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of like talk about this for a couple of times because they're like important, but like central to the yeah. story. Where she remembers a Christmas where like Raphael brought Noah and Lydia herself gifts. And well, with this is our headcanon that Raphael bought Noah's oh, to an elf and Eddie. So it is our headcanon. I don't know if it's true or not, but like if it is, put that in the show, please. That would be great. And yeah, they should they should do that. They should put that in there, just saying. And then he gives Olivia a necklace. I think also we said it says it's a fearless, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a fearless. It does. So it's like this very sweet moment. They're like happy on their cute little Christmas, you know? And they get a Christmas present, which is sad. It is horribly sad. Very sad. It is. We, no, that's not the time we cried. It's, no, it is cry. It is. The, the yeah, cry that's day. when we both decided to cry. Right. So, okay, so Christmas present is that. Okay, so this is also a headcanon because the show has not proved it, but they did at it, I think. Just because I, I studied communication, so both verbal and nonverbal communication. So, like, the nonverbal communication in the episode really entails that we, we have some kind of way that talks to write into this sense, I think, is the best way to describe it. I felt some kind of way, I'm thinking with what lives life, is, you know, you, you, you know, Wheelie has all kinds of power. You can get people killed if you wanted to. I feel like Probably very much could. Very much. He's done it already. It's very much like, this is like our most likely head again we have. So, what happens is, uh, Olivia does not go check on her dear friend. She kind of, you know, she's like, I feel betrayed by you. She never talks to me, and that's sad. And then, like, basically, he gets guilty. Yeah. 
Sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, let's tell you because you know rip ripped the bandaid off already. Go ahead and tell you. Basically, he gets killed, and he writes Olivia this letter saying that, like, you know, this is what actually happened, and then I love you, and I did it because I love you, and I want you to be happy in your life, and yeah, I, basically that's what the letter says, is that he loves me, and he wants her to be happy, right? So it's real sad, and we cried. I mean, we cried. I never cried so hard about it in my life, so we wrote this. And then we listened to, particularly, I was talking to Kyle about it yesterday, because we recorded this second sex separate part, but, like, Male, the song I cried to the most was Billy Eilish's Male Fantasy. You're still I, there? Yeah. Nope. I am. I see. Okay, yeah, so. So we're talking about the, the, the like, Billy Eilish's Male Fantasy, the song I cried to. There's the, the last part of the song that says, um, I can't get over you no matter what I do. I know I should, but I can never hate you. And I cry <laughs> to this song. And if you like Nipho's song, like, it's not, I don't, she doesn't really, Billy doesn't really say exactly what the song is about, but like, like, you know, she's just, like, I can, like, I know I should, I can never hate you. And I think that, like, that last one, I cried because, well, because it doesn't point that, like, I guess, it's like, I guess it's hard when no one else comes around. So I'm getting over you or just pretending to be all right, convince myself I hate you. And then just can't get over you no matter what I do. I know I should, but I can never hate you. And I cried to this song because it was like the feeling of that, like, you know, Liv kind of was in this, she would feel responsible for his death because she did not, like, go check on him. So she's pretty responsible for his death, whether she thinks about it. She she does feel really bad about it, and it's really bad to cry about it. So, like, Good. I cried a long time about another song I cried to. That song, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. So, without giving too much of what the uh, letter says away, it, the end of it says basically that Barbara wants to find Liv to find happiness, even if it's not with him. That's all he wants for her. Yeah. So really she funny. goes to. Okay, hold on. Before we say this out loud, uh, this is where we got in trouble. This is where we got in trouble, okay? Oh, people came yeah, after us and yeah. rose. We've, we've never gotten redeemed ever again. We have permanent residency and fanfics in hell. Because for, for, like, different reasons. Others, because yeah. people were like, we'll how could you do this? And, and others, like, because people were just angry at us. Yeah. I imagine there are two timeout chairs in two different corners. And one for me and one for you. Yeah. That is where we are. That is us okay. permanently. Uh, we're just going to say major for spoiler alert if you haven't read the fic yet. We won't give you too many details. Or at least we'll try not to. But. So, yeah, Olivia goes to find her happiness with yeah. Stabler. Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, I can't even say it out loud. Damn. Yeah, it's so. It, it was a very interesting thing we chose to write because I don't remember what I said. I don't think we originally had a plan for a Christmas future until we sat down and wrote it. And then we were like, hmm. We had a few ideas yeah. and then. We did. We played around with some stuff because it's all like our little brains, but it's kind of like, hmm, that idea or that idea? Which one do you like more? Which one do you think yeah. causes more suffering? So Christmas future so, is three yeah. years later 
Yes, yes. And yes. Olivia has married Elliot Stabler. Yeah. And if you know how the Christmas Carol goes in Christmas Future, you can probably yeah. understand how this is where this is that, going. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, you see, basically, this is just that Elliot is jealous of a dead person. He gets extremely jealous of someone who was dead. I will say it was definitely a way to push our uh, writing because we had to give. We had never read anything like this before in our lives. We had, we like, had to write, like, somewhat nice moments for them. It was kind of cringe, but kind of fun. Because you're like, "Mm, I guess I'll. Yeah, it's like, okay, I think this is how they would, this is what they would do. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could have jokes about it on the time with the Barson Babe, so I mean, I feel like we were pretty accurate. Yeah, same. Uh, but I'm not going to say what we said in that group chat, because then I'm going to write the podcast as explicit, and I don't want to do that for this episode. Oh, trust Maybe me. Another uh, time. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to hold my tongue and not swear. Yeah, another time <laughs> I'm going to write this as explicit. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, so yeah, they're basically the life of, like, what's going on with them, and uh... Let's say, I guess, I don't know how much to, like, I don't want to give away too much, but, yeah, it's basically, like, live in Noah's future with Stabler. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Noah Noah is not thrilled in the slightest. No. And I'm going to die on that hill that when, like, look, I know they're, they're going to meet soon and the kid is not not going to be polite because he's olivia's son he's going to be polite but i wholeheartedly believe somewhere along the line either Stabler's gonna make a comment about something or noah's gonna be like i don't like him yeah because they're smart, very persuasive, very, uh, not persuasive, uh, perceptive kid. Yeah, yeah, he's a very good perception of people, because the people he likes, you know, it's people he really enjoys being around, like, like, you know, Uncle Rafa, and Uncle Sonny, and Anna Amanda, we don't know if he actually calls him anything, he's never said it to her, but we assume he says Anna Amanda, but, yeah, because, I don't know. Like, if he's got like, uncle, he, the way he yeah, and uncle Sam, yes, you know the way he trusts them is like, and how he knows because he like he's so they're so good with his mom that like I know he's very protective of her, and he sees that they care about her as well as him, but I don't know if he gets that same perception of that with Elliot, but we don't know for sure because you know they didn't speak the last time they saw each other because that's this is just. This is just all we have from like 1.0 and 2.0, 1.0 and 3.0 stuff of how Elliot has reacted with like certain situations. Like, I don't fully believe he would be thrilled with Noah being a dancer. That's no. just me, but. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We, we, and before anybody comes after me, I will quote this, I will specifically talk about, there's an episode in, I think, season eight, where there is a transgender girl named Haley, and she has a conversation with Stapler of, like, what would you do if your kid came home 
your son came home in a dress. And Sid was like, I believe I would try to understand. And look, you can say that, but I don't believe you could like fully like say what yeah. you would do unless it actually happened. And I know it's not the same thing, not by a long shot. No. But I do That's believe it'd be like the That's same idea of like Noah's a dancer. He's also bisexual. Elliot, how would Elliot actually react to that? Yeah, we didn't put we didn't put that in the fic because it yet. hadn't happened. It hasn't happened. We didn't put it in there yet because we we wrote that scene that that episode had to come out yet. So yeah, that's not in there yet. But it's we do talk about when... Noah being a dancer a lot in that like future. Yeah, kind it's of... one yeah. it's a favorite scene. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, so, I think we can, okay, a little bit more about the thing before, so you guys can actually it. So, basically, Olivia wakes up and was like, well, that's horrible. Let me go to work, let me go ask, ask the squad, can they, like, help me just to make sure, you know, if that feels okay or not, you know, because she didn't protect on it. You know, and then do that. And it's not, the, I mean, it's not good, but, you know, they did. I don't know how to put it without spoiling the rest of the fic, but like a lot of things happen to lead up to where, where like things are good. The things do get better, they do, but it took a long time for them to get there. And I think that process we wrote of getting there, and maybe like next week or so or the next episode, we may talk a little bit more how we got that like later chapters, like just a little bit about. So we encourage you guys to actually go read the fic. We kind of want to talk about it because. There's so many, like, things that we could write, but not, like, in our heads can't, like, write in the fic, but we, like, don't communicate with each other being, like, okay, this is a probably try we were trying to make, and sometimes, like, sometimes, like, we had, like, a personal comment, these really, really long comments, but I'm pretty sure they understood what we were writing, so that helped us to make sure, like, okay, we're not when, like, these, like, ideas come up later on, because there's some big events that haven't even, like, talked about yet, but. And big things that, like, not a lot of viewers have seen, but we would not write it if we did not yeah. see it. We, we we do like actually like quote our sources when we look because sometimes we're like we just made that up now. We have sources. We time. Um, writing process isn't just writing; it is researching. Also, we watch a lot of clips yeah. over and over again to be like, hmm. I will not say what the event is because you'll have to read to see it. But I will maybe, say that writing it has had people look at situations differently and be like, oh my god, you're right. This is yeah. happening. Yeah. And we definitely like, okay, also kind of not really a split, but like we couldn't put the dream idea down. Like we wrote that first one, not attending to writing any other parts. Now it's four. There'll be a collection of four, maybe five. Pretty sure it's going to be five. Yeah, we wrote the, the, if we keep going, oh, we're going. So it's two are finished. Like when it, you you'll find you'll know where they're pointed out. But like the the third one isn't done. We put these yet? Like the third and the fourth one, we don't know where they're gonna be put in along in the storyline. But we were like, I have this idea. We need to write it right now before we forget. So this is what of like we take like a bunch of random blurbs sometimes to go for it. This is what we're doing currently. So. Uh okay so yeah. If you guys want like an episode where we go chapter by 
chapter. Well, we'll do, yeah, we can make like bonus episodes too for the part. Definitely the way. do. If you guys want that, let us know. There are chapters I will just talk and yeah, talk, talk about. about. Some of them I really want to talk about because we look look. Some of them we just were like, man, that's a crazy idea. Let's and some of them we can like picture, like you know, the yeah. cast, like filming them. Honestly. Yeah, we definitely took a lot of like creative liberty on a lot of them, but sometimes we didn't. We just like mm, that's life. And some of the creative liberties do come from like canonical stuff, where we're like, they did this, so I believe they would do this. Yeah, it's kind of scary. What you say? It's kind of scary how dark it got. Okay, okay, it's very dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. What else do we got? We did write that like alternative ending that one time. Oh jeez. Uh oh yeah. People are like there's like around chapter seven an alternative ending. Because we're like, what okay. if like situation went up differently? And that is very okay. sad. That's the other time we cried ourselves to sleep. Yeah. But Guys, you have to go if, and read it. Go read it. Yeah. You're if proud. you have not read it, there's twenty five chapters for you to read. Uh there's music. Yeah, there is throughout yeah. our story. Because... We're reading music, maybe if y'all want, just just saying how how the song we chose because like we we sometimes yeah. like are like here's like four we have sometimes we have a lot of options for songs sometimes we have like mm. and we pick ones for a specific reason we do we're very particular about like the lyrics the song how it fits you like what's going on and then like who sings the song particularly I think also we like <laughs> some chapters like in like the introduction to the chapter we tell you who's singing the song sometimes we surprise you because. Uh, I will I will stand by the fact that I keep writing music into our stories because the show should have a musical episode. Because they had a goofy musical one time, but I can't find clips of it. Basically, everybody on the show can sing, except maybe Chris and Mariska. Yeah. I mean, half of the half of the cast has like Broadway background, like, and I. I gotta say this because I will say this multiple times, but I gotta get it on recording. So, Ice, we know Ice T, we know can rap. Yeah. Peter can sing. Uh, mm-hmm. Kelly can sing. Mm-hmm. Ainsley can sing. Danielle can sing. Um, Jamore can sing. Raul, obviously, mm-hmm. can yeah, sing. Obviously. And they have Mal. Oh, Danny Pino can also sing if they bring him back. Uh, um, and they bring like people from Broadway on the show all the time. Literally. My my rule of thumb is, if you're on Broadway, you will probably be on SVU at one point in your career. But out of the current cast members, there is. Four, maybe five of them that can sing, and I don't just mean sing, but sing. Like, go look up clips of Ainsley and Danielle. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Um. Anyway, I know people are like that'd be crazy, and I'm like, okay, fine, we'll write it for you because we know how to. Yeah, we will. We do this all the time. Oh, by the way, when we say we write every day, 
And then yeah. we write every day. Any like free time we have, we are writing something. Yeah, and I, I, I yeah. have two You don't jobs. go to bed in reasonable time. It's a problem. I have two jobs. And on my lunch breaks, I will be writing the Karen on my phone. Yeah, we do. We literally have like, I'll pull up my phone sometimes in class and be like, all right, I'm bored. But I have, yeah, yeah. I also, we don't, I don't sleep a lot at night because I'm bright and so many ideas. <laughs> I wait till the weekend. It's fun. My, fa- my favorite writing session, I don't know what we were writing, but I promise you, it was like, 5 a.m. when we went to the show. 5 a.m. For me, I think it wasn't even 6 for you. We were just like, oh, yeah. I think it's time to stop. Yeah, nobody was That's home. Fun. My family yeah. was not home. So I no, just I, did I, up I and did not wrote. Yep, we did not stop ourselves. And it was, I don't know, I think we wrote 70 chapters, like three or four chapters a night, maybe two or three. But like, yeah. we first started writing, you guys are very excited. The first chapters aren't very long, they're about like, Two three thousand words, but then you're in for a treat. Yeah, are long. Some of them are like twenty thousand words. I will. I will because like, like these things need to be in this chapter to keep the flow, and then they got the conversation very very long, and then we were just like, I, we can't cut it, ma'am. I won't give too much details on like what happened in the story, but. I wholeheartedly believe it is a story that gets to the heart of what SBU truly is. Both, like, you know, personal and professional life. Mm. Definitely. You throw some cases in there. It's not just all about, it's not all a romantic story, especially not, it's not all fluff and romance. It's a very, there's fluff and there's aims. Ripping read at first it's just like like I'll go back and read what we wrote a couple of times just because I'm like damn we wrote that and we really push ourselves to become better writers and like that's what this story really does and like we get creative and we think of things that are like they may not be the you know sometimes they're very dark and sometimes they're very good and they're very great things that we write but that like fact that you can challenge yourself to like okay how how deep can you envision this character doing this thing? And because you want to tell you, you go read the story once again. And there's some like wild parts. I'm like, because like originally we wrote, we started really writing. Like my dark thoughts for this story always come when I'm folding the laundry. It's a very funny thing. I promise you guys, it's very true though. I was folding my laundry, like, ooh, that's an idea right there. You tell Callie about this idea. And those ideas are why we are in sick hell once again, permanently. We were in sick jail, you know, back in the day, jail. And it was no longer jail. Then it was sick purgatory. But you can work your way out of purgatory, green and Catholic. But we haven't done that. So we've been sick hell. I guess we died some kind of way through. You have to be dead to go to hell, apparently. So, you know, that's fun stuff there. Okay. Are we back? Yes, we're back. We're almost, we were kind of on the rambling stage. And then we were almost <laughs> what, ramb- what rambling stage? We ramble all the time. Uh, oh, temper, actually. Oh, we were talking, oh, we were finishing up talking about, like, how we were talking about writing and how, like, we wrote some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, we, we have. 
we can't we challenge ourselves and we could challenge ourselves and be like we can write that i don't i won't say what it is but i think what we're writing currently is probably the most deep crazy we're going to be people are going to wonder what the heck went through our brains when we decided to write it but i am insanely Proud of it. I didn't get a lot of hate comments for the last. One. Oh, no, same. I think it's because we're moderated. We probably moderated comments and people like, yeah. yeah we're like, we got to moderate comments after this one. But the thing is, they would still show us. Also, maybe people, I think what happened, probably is happening to us is they're screenshotting us. It's putting us on Twitter, but we can't see it. I it's don't the care. Band that, the I band just... word. So therefore, we probably don't know. Screenshot it all they want. That means yeah. they're reading our stuff. Yeah, give us a view. Give them a view. They don't want, you know, we did make the. If you have the, okay, so we made this bet with our viewers. They had to get our ten. They had to get ten k heads on Tuesday. That's like we supposed to release the first episode. So like, you met you like by the time you guys actually hear this episode, you may often like hear part episode two. It just depends. There's only like, yeah, I think there's only like seventy five more hits. So if you guys. Or like when people read it, the fix seventy five more times. Read you read the entire fix three more times. That'll be enough. Just saying. By the time you hear this episode, you've already done it because that was the whole like, negotiation. So just saying. We still here? Yeah. Oh, okay. If we were talking about whatever we want to talk about, uh, (laughs) I've mentioned this on like the time, like maybe once, and then there was a person who was like, Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, Whatever, if she leaves organized crime, I want Ainsley to go play Elphaba in Wicked on Broadway. I literally, like, have had, like, full-on dreams. I've got a playlist for this thing. You have playlists for all the characters, by the way. And, like, Chip, you have playlists for that, too. You kind of Elphaba does. and Jet are honestly very similar. They both have, like, Ainsley's, like, stoic, but also somewhat vulnerable styles of acting and I think she would just be absolutely amazing in the role. I know you're not like fully familiar with yeah. the show, but I would you know define gravity because we did put yeah. and then I have it we yeah. so well, she one would... of the songs in the play was just saying one of the songs in the book just saying there's a playlist for the okay, so there's also a playlist for the fic, and there's the the extended extended edition where Which we kind of like over like, songs that kind of just fits a vibe of the fic, but not stories. Like they were like songs like, okay, I really like the song, but we can't put it in because it's the work. And yep. there's also some that's like this just feels right. So it has some. Oh, stuff. speaking of playlists, so 
I know we didn't said we weren't going to you know, bring them up, but it has to do with playlists. So, uh, after Jet and Malachi kissed, like the day after, I decided to make a playlist for them. And I thought it was going to be like 10 songs. Maybe I'm almost at 200. The Barfin one is like 300, maybe more. Yeah, we're obsessed. Yeah, we are really obsessed. Like, you know, I think about this life frequently. I feel like that would be the equivalent of taking hard drugs. But, you know, Do you have just saying. I think I've said that before as a joke. I'm pretty sure we're like, this is the, writing fan fiction and being obsessed with the ship is the, probably the same for what it be Just saying. Yeah, I can't listen to music normally anymore. Somehow connect that to a fake idea or something. I'll literally be standing in recess and like thoughts are swirling in my head. It's nonstop, wonderful, craziness. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, Music has been a really fun way to make this. Like, I hear a song and be like, yep, that's it. Because, you know, like, you can, like, do, like, enhanced on Spotify. So I have, like, my general playlist of stuff. And, like, here's a song. I'm like, oops, that song looks sick. Let me just send that to Callie real quick. Yep. Just to see what you think. We do this all the time with songs. With, like, anything we find, we're just like, all right, what do you think about this? And it's, like, vital. Yeah, this one I got to send to you. Um, yeah. You'll love it. That's all I need. Well, do we have anything else for this week's episode? I'm very proud um, I think I have one more thing. Give me a sec. Okay. Um, nope. Uh, yeah, so that was this week. Uh, this is episode one, so we apologize for all the chaoticness. Yeah, Next week, it one. might be a bit more structured. Yeah, we'll see. We'll hope for the best. We're probably, it's probably just going to be, like, episode reviews and then mm-hmm. writing. If you guys want us to do, like, even breakdowns or readings of our fix, let us know. Uh, we are both on Twitter. We have a Twitter for our podcast. It's, and we have a Twitter. We, 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 we do like, I made the Twitter weeks ago and nobody found it. None of our friends have found it. Yeah, nobody's so, seen it. They, like we've had it one person guess that we have a podcast. Yeah, we, and we still haven't so, told them that they're yeah. right. So, yeah, we have one friend. We were like, they're like, what do you guys do? We're like, mm, you'll find out. So, but if you yeah. do want to check us out on Twitter, it is PRD underscore podcast. So, if you want to check us out, we'll ramble. We also have our own personal Twitter, which you'll probably see us retweeting in posting. Uh, random. If stuff. you okay. can't find it, I'm Kale K sixteen eighteen, and Karen is. Barson Bethina. Yep, sure am. 
I don't know why I sound so slow, but I'm here. But uh, yeah, so we, we, you'll see us talk about our ramblings quite often because we're here. Sometimes I make edits, it just depends. I don't have a fixation on edits currently, so it might come back eventually. But uh, if you yeah. have, a, have anything that you would want to hear from us, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Uh, uh, we do want to make it clear. Here's the way you guys can make comments. There's ways you guys can make. We can do polls in the comments. We can do there's all kinds of stuff. I figure out why I was distracted. There's polls. Yeah. We can do questions. You guys can even like record questions and we can listen to them and answer them. Q and A episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I feel like we should make it clear if we haven't yet what our shits are. Oh, we kind of didn't. No, we did. Well, then we pointed out with Barson, and we talked about Relicy a little bit. Okay, yeah. But, so yeah. we're both both are we're both Relicy. I'm also Barisi. Um, we're both. Yeah, I'm both romantic and friendship with them. Uh, we're also both Belloc, which is Denise and Ayana, and Jalakai, which is Jet and Malakai. We are not EO. No. We will be civilized and we will have respectable respectful conversations about it. Yeah, but that's not a cup of tea. Very in the writing process of writing the writing truth, we kinda of learned a lot of things and then like, yeah. things were like, mm, that's a little questionable and people are like, that's romance well, well I'm sorry for calling that that's romance. Well there's a scene particularly well, I discussed, we discussed this in a chapter, I think it's maybe like six or seven in truth. But I'm like, that scene is nobody talks about that scene. Let's in there for funsies. You'll know what I'm talking about when you get there. Yeah. So, but but we will be respectful and talk to EOs, but just don't be like don't be mean to us. You have to be nice to us. You very nice because I'm very we're both very sensitive. We both gotten some backlash. For sure. So we have to be cautious. Yeah. So basically, the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That includes if you ship something someone doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very fun when people do others. And then we just kind of were like, mm. yeah, we keep riding the way. So, do we have anything else before we go? Cause... Uh, I don't think so. Thanks for listening. Apologies for the rambling. Like, that's the first episode. Like, so many technical difficulties have gone wrong. So, there's a lot of editing we have to do for this episode. But we're not that far from launch day. So, we can't wait for you guys to listen to any kicks you on this. Episode should be every Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully every Wednesday. We can't promise you that because our lives are crazy. But hopefully every yep. Wednesday. 
you guys will get an episode because you want to be able to watch the episode for the week before to review it to hopefully every Wednesday. But don't know the start date of that. But be on the lookout. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out. We'll have um in the podcast description there'll be a link where you can find the truth and nothing but the truth. You can find a link to our YouTube channel and our Twitter. And oh, we also the link to I can't remember. But there's a uh, anything you guys want to find about us, you can find there. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. So, bye. Bye. Bye.